GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the Games Little Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me remotely, the producers, Butterboy and Player One Miggy. What up? What's going on, you two? I'm, I'm having a difficult time looking Butterboy directly in the beard today. It's it's I, I, something something uh, disturbing has been revealed to my eyes, and I'm, I, I can't look directly in the beard anymore. There has been some new artwork that surfaced that is true, genuine artwork that's fully approved by the Butterboy Association. Not true. And Fault. will Wrong. be released to the public after this episode. Not true. Wrong. <laughs> Lies. Crooked Grim. Sharing <laughs> fake news. Now, can we get that? Who, who who would get that to to get that in the form of a butter mold? Because I need that on the table at Thanksgiving. I need. I got that. a 3D printer. Let's do this. Listen, you, you don't. <laughs> we you start don't, selling them on Etsy, baby. You don't need. You don't need <laughs> Nana getting hot and bothered at that buttery figure. All right. <laughs> you don't need it. No one needs that. The only thing that should be hot is the food on the table, and it should be slathered in butter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, welcome to episode 337 of the GameZilla podcast, your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And before we get into it, we want to make sure we thank our patrons. So, Hype Calorie co-host Butterboy, take it away. Listen here, we're making all of your holiday wishes like a Thanksgiving butter dishes at patreon.com slash Media, And uh, we want you to go and start your patronage today. Uh, you can start at just low as $1 per month. Going to get you some cool perks that you're not going to have anywhere else on the internet. But the real sweet spot is that $5 a month. That gives you exclusive access to exclusive podcasts recorded by every show in the GameZilla Media Network. Every show records one bonus show a month, only available to our patrons as a thank you for supporting us and helping us live and grow. That means you get a bonus show from The Legend of Retro, The Last Action Podcast, Noiseland Arcade, Noobs and Dragons, and of course you get muster bust from your boys here on the GameZilla podcast. It can all be yours for $5 per month, and that money goes directly into supporting the GameZilla podcast and the shows on the GameZilla Media Network because you can, there's nothing to stop you, support inferior, unentertaining, terrible podcasts, or you can spend your money where it's contributing to happiness, joy, and entertainment here with GameZilla Media. Don't support inferior podcasts. Support your boys at GameZilla. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Thank you, thank you. Just trying new hard sells. <laughs> Anyways, thank you to our patrons again. Um, also, before we get into the news this week, we want to remind everybody that we are live every Monday night on twitch.tv slash Media, but you can also check us out on YouTube, uh, and you can listen to the podcast on all your major outlets for podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Google, wherever it is, we're there. Search games on media, hit that sub button, hit that heart emoji, give us five stars, and help us keep growing this community. 
Uh, alright. Without, uh, without wasting any more time, Player One Miggy, it's time for the news. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, he's been on such a roll! I know, I've been, he's I've been on such a roll! I blinked, but it's okay, because the news won't let you down. <laughs> Unfortunately, this week it will, because <laughs> Butterboy and I are about to uh, we're about to crack open these uh, these these treats right here, these liquid treats. Couple call ones. Uh, I gifted I gifted uh, Mr. Butterboy over here, Sir Butterboy, a Fudgy Kruger oatmeal stout. Okay, we're not sponsored by these people or anything, but Butterboy is a huge. Freddy Krueger fan, so when I found yep. these, I had to have him try, um, because he he was gifted this with his new Xbox. So yeah, so it took a little, it took an extra week here to get to celebrate. But here's to the new Xbox. Here's to Butterboy. Here's to everybody that helped make this happen. Cheers to all of you, Butterboy. I hope you enjoy this. I think I'm gonna just real quick. It is a uh, it is a chocolate oatmeal stout. And it is delicious. <laughs> Made yep. by uh, Big Lake Brewing uh, in Holland, Michigan. So yep. Yep. Good. All right. So topic number one, we are going to get into the 120 frames per second conversations that have been starting to pop up here on the Internet. And that is no one till really today has come out and said it. It is easier for a developer to make a 120 frames per second game on an Xbox Series X than it is the PS5. This is coming out after Psionic finally uh, stepped up and, and and basically gave us this information as to why Rocket League is already 120 frames per second on the Xbox, but has yet to see the same um, on the PS5. So... Let's get into a little bit of what they said, and then we'll have our discussion here. But So one of the big selling points on next-gen consoles is, for the Xbox and the PS5, 120 frames per second on TVs and monitors that include 120 hertz modes. Uh, while we've already seen a number of new Xbox and PS5 games running at 120 frames per second, some existing games are only being updated for the Xbox Series X. Both Call of Duty Warzone and Rocket League, for example only includes support for 120 frames per second on the Xbox Series X. Activision has not commented on why Warzone is only on the Xbox Series X at 120 frames, uh, but Rocket League developer Psionic has revealed to Eurogamer that it's more complicated to enable on the PS5 side. This is their quote. Enabling a 20, 120 hertz on the Xbox Series X slash S is a minor patch. But enabling it on the PS5 requires a full native port due to how backwards compatibility is implemented on the console. And unfortunately, it wasn't possible due to our focus elsewhere, explained Psionic in a statement, like I said, to Eurogamer. The PS5 is capable of running existing PS4 games at 120 frames per second, but there's clearly more work involved for developers to enable it. In the short term, this could mean that we will see more instances of games running on the PS5 without 120 frames per second support, but appearing on the Series X with the higher frame rate. This is interesting because we, we started to make some statements a while ago 
And this is the, and it's already, we're already seeing that we were right. And what I'm saying by that is that it's only been easier for developers to implement this on Series X because Microsoft built 120 hertz support on the Xbox One years ago. We talked about the mouse keyboard support, the 120 hertz support, the free sync support, all these things that they were doing kind of with the Xbox One. And like, even if it didn't have full support where only certain games would work and others wouldn't, it was the fact that they were messing around with it. They were figuring out, they were using the Xbox One as a, as a pilot. And so now we're seeing it coming out in the Series X right out the gate. Um, where PlayStation's having a little bit more of a struggle. So doesn't I mean it's not impossible. We're not, you know, anything like that. A lot of your first-party um, PS4 games that will support 120 are supporting 120 because, you know, they had access to work on this longer than some of the third-party companies did. But um, the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S were also updated to support v uh, variable refresh rates which is also something that we know now Sony has confirmed is they're bringing it to the PS5 in a future patch, but it's not there currently. And 1440p video output, which again is here at launch on the Series X and not on the PS5. So that is, um, this is interesting because it creates separation for certain types of gamers where I, where I, you know, when we, we were first looking at this stuff, Everything was very similar. We're starting to see a little bit of separation in certain ways. I don't mean one's better than the other. It, you know, it just comes down to the type of gamer and what they and how they, and what they game and how they game that that could lean them one way or the other now. So, um, 120 frames per second support won't be an issue in long term as more developers will be building native PS5 games. But as developers continue to release cross generation games for the Xbox One and the PS4, then they are likely to be a mix of what is supported. There are signs that could that this could improve, though. Uh, Bungie is planning to update Destiny 2 on December 8th with 120 frames per second support for both the Series X and PS5. Um, but that also is only, right now, what they're calling for Crucible mode. So that's the other question. Is Destiny only doing this for multiplayer and we won't be seeing it anywhere else? Or is it going to be coming out in stages? That's a typical Bungie move that I don't even want to touch right now because that's a whole nother topic. What do you guys think of this news, though, um, right out the gate here? I own both systems. Butterboy has an Xbox Series X. You've enjoyed the frame rate. What? Where do you stand? What do you think of this? Tell me your, your thoughts on this. I, th I think it's going to be important for the first year two years uh where we know that there is established cross-generational compatibility microsoft has come out and you know basically said they're going to do everything they can to not leave xbox one players behind in this you know first couple of years of the generation and i think we're going to see better optimization more easily implemented across uh, multi-platform releases for the xbox series x than we will games that are available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Uh, if if developers, you know, specifically Cyanx, already saying it's easier to do for us, we're going to continue to see that at least for the next two years until the old generation kind of gets left behind. And, I mean, for me, that's, that's good, knowing that, you know, we're going to have better optimization for Xbox players 
as a, a newly converted Xbox player, that's exciting for me, specifically Rocket League being a game that I love playing, knowing that I'm playing it the best I can play it outside of playing on a PC. It feels good. And I think it's going to continue to feel good for the next two years. Yeah, I mean, that is the big thing right now is that this is a good look for Xbox with their concept that they are going to not have an exclusive for the Series X and that they want this whole ecosystem to be just one big party um, that that you truly don't have to worry about a mixed bag of support if it is as simple as, simple as a patch. Like that's, you know, and this comes down to we're talking Microsoft here. We're talking the people that that run, you know, that operate Windows and that create create patches and try to figure figure out how to create add features to to OS's uh, operating systems and stuff in ways that is as a least of an impact as possible and it doesn't always work huh. out, but I feel like for Xbox it's easier, you know, like it's not we're not talking Windows, but um yeah, I mean this is this is a um it's it's a surprising thing i've been playing rocket league you know it's funny that this was psionic and they were the first ones to come out about it i was um been playing a lot of rocket league on my xbox series x and so just uh during the charity event that we did a couple weekends ago we i was on my ps5 already so i was like i'll just play rocket league on my ps5 and noticed that it wasn't running as well and i didn't realize it didn't have the same patch that the series x did and I thought, oh, well, you know, just a matter of time. So for this to come out and Psyonic being the ones talking about it with their game, I was a little bummed, you know, because Rocket League is that game that I really enjoy playing. And I'll, I don't care where I play it normally, but I do care about, like, what what's going to give me the best, um, you know, the best time, like, playing the game. So PC and Xbox Series X being that, P PS5 now taking, you know, the back seat when it comes to Rocket League. Not that it doesn't run, you know, it's not that the game runs bad at 60 frames. It's still, it's still nice, but there is a difference, you know, and, and I can feel it. And so for me, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick that. And that's, what's interesting in moving forward is games like that, that continue to fall down that path. It, it, it does create a separation where when these systems do are readily available in the near future, how does it impact decision-making for some people? We'll see. Because I think one thing that I'm starting to realize about this generation is that 4K gaming is here and you can enjoy it. 4K gaming with the full frames, frames per second stuff is HDMI 2.1 is really what you need to do that. And good luck. There's like a handful of TVs out and hopefully, hopefully the first monitors in the next couple months will be coming out as well. So, I mean, when you look at it that way, the the frame rate of being able to drop down and play at say 1440p or 1080 but but maintain 120 frames per second is a sell point for me now and could be a sell point for other people that are you know in the competitive shooter range that type of stuff that maybe 4k doesn't really man matter as much to them yeah i don't know time will tell but it is an interesting situation right now that in my eyes, gives Xbox a little bit of a, you know, step, a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, because, you know, to reiterate, you're, if you're playing on PlayStation 5, I believe you are playing the PlayStation 4 version Correct. of Rocket League, where this 
it's it's Rocket League isn't considered a fully optimized game for Series X, but you are playing uh, what they consider a next gen version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and again, this is gonna it's gonna come down to individual gamers. I see Johnny Riot saying bigger thing for him is four uh, K sixty that trumps fourteen forty one twenty for him, and that that's what I'm saying. Some people aren't gonna care. Some people want fidelity over frame rate, but um, for me, it's all frame rate. Frame and rate. I'm a little more in Johnny's camp. Yeah, frame like, rate. I, lo- I love sitting down in front of my TV and the, the games I have played in 4K 60, like it just looks pretty. And for, for me, that's fun because I'm not nearly as competitive because I'm not as skilled. I'm not on online games as much. So the frame rate, a little bit less important to me. I really like, I really like looking at pretty right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out, but we have talked about this generation being very heavily starting to starting to fall towards that monitor world. We, I really think the monitor game this this generation is going to explode. And so, you know, obviously 3 4 years down the road when everything that's being made is just this gen, and we don't have to worry about it. I don't there's that advantage will be gone and everything will be on the up and up, but for out the gate um, this is an interesting situation that Sony finds themselves in that it feels a little bit just like a we weren't paying attention to what, you know, what how people were using things. Because, I mean, you know, their their product has been used to stream games, their product used in tournaments, their, products, their product is used from competitive level down to down to just a, you know, a standard enjoyment level. And, you know, it just feels like some simple things that they that they missed that they could have had. And I think the only reason Xbox had them again is because they've been testing them and tweaking and trying these things out in the last gen just to see what people thought. I mean, some of it never even made it past the the, the beta, you know, as far as like Xbox Insider OS t- testers, like some some features would show up in that, um, you know, I was I was one of them. So my my OS was always ahead of what the standard OS was. I'd see I'd see functionality that then would never make it to the final version. You know, they were they were messing around on multiple levels trying to figure out things that could work, and then knowing that taking that to the next gen of systems, they're going to be able to do even more with it. So, but we'll see. Miggy, you have anything on this as far as you're you're looking to? I know you were siding with Xbox a little bit as far as what you want to grab when you get the chance, but with this with this information, any any thoughts? No, nah, nah. still doesn't affect me. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to go Xbox first. I mean, the, the up conversion and uh, you know the, 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 the prettiness and all that stuff. I mean, it, it, it will be nice, but I mean, you know, we all don't have like the, you know, the, the, the technology or the, the TV and stuff to support it. So, I mean, even if I did have it, it still wouldn't be that big of a deal to me. I'm still looking at a, you know, Xbox as my first choice. Um, and then PlayStation uh, a little later. So I'm going to eventually get them both, and I'm going to eventually uh, be able to experience them. So it doesn't affect me at all. There you go. All right. Well, let us know in the Discord, guys, if you uh, if you have some input on this, if you're someone that went out and bought a new TV, uh, have HDMI 2.1, and want to express your feelings across the two systems, hop in the Gamesville podcast channel. Let's keep the conversation going there. We're going to move on to topic number two. And that is simply PS5 is sold out, period. That is a statement from Sony. 
You ain't never lied. The company is working to increase the supply, but if you are trying to buy a PlayStation 5, according to the boss, Jim Ryan, speaking uh, speaking with some outlets here, absolutely everything is sold out, is the comment that was made by Jim Ryan. Well, there was has been a trickle of PS5 stock returning to retail channel this week. It's gone in minutes, and the exclusive... Uh, and the executive has revealed that after spending much of the year ensuring their, the demand for the machine, now he's focusing on getting enough devices into the market to meet demand. The quote goes on to say, everything is sold. Absolutely everything is sold. I've spent much of the last year trying to be sure that we can generate enough demand for this product. And now in terms of my executive bandwidth, I'm spending a lot more time on trying to increase supply to meet that demand. So, obvious, I, I mean, this is pretty straightforward. We're, we're pretty used to when a new system hits the shelves from uh, Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo that, that the initial wave is you have to get one pre-ordered. You have to be on top, be ready. Otherwise, you're not going to get one. And it's pretty much what we're, what we're used to over the last couple generations, um, maybe excluding the Wii U. But um, anyways, we... Uh, <laughs> we this this topic brought interest to me for only for one reason that this that's the whole article it goes on to say that it's just going to be difficult to find the system in the foreseeable future supply chain issues they're not blaming covid but it's just a huge demand and i mean covid does form a does play a factor that there's more people at home right now even if they're working from home they don't have a job or whatever they're 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 they feel more stuck they're, there's not as much to do so a brand new video game system could be a great outlet for, for well is a great outlet in my opinion for you know everybody so every gamer so that led me to this next article that connects to this and really started to just you know we've talked about this before we're gonna and we're gonna talk about it again PS5 Scalper Group has more online stock than most major retailers. A new report revealed that a PS5 Scalper Group based in the UK managed to acquire just under 3,500 PlayStation 5 consoles with the intent of reselling them all for profit during the device launch period. This is highlighting, obviously, the huge issue uh, that current-gen consoles are having with resellers. The PS5 is a hot com commodity and remains incredibly difficult to acquire, with most online listings selling in minutes, if not faster, and the PlayStation 5 restocks few and far in uh, between. Upcoming Black Friday sales appear to be the last chance for many consumers to purchase a PS5 online or in-store before the holidays. While the launch... Period has been rocky for both PS5 and Xbox Series X across the globe. PS5 sales in the UK were on another level of chaotic. Consumers naturally had a difficult time even managing to get a PS5 pre-order, but when the time came to deliver them, even more issues arose. Video game retailer games sent out an email blaming essentially every company but itself for PS5 <laughs> pre-orders not going out or being delivered on time, and several people reported getting the completely wrong product with confused fans um, unpacking air fryers instead of future, instead of the future of gaming. I mean, air fryers are cool, though. I mean, <laughs> your PlayStation Five ain't gonna get you crispy chicken nuggets, but guess what? Your air fryer will. Look on the bright side. 
So once again, we are in this boat after talking about the the the, the Nvidia graphics card launch, the the AMD chipset launch, the AMD GPU launch, the Xbox, the PS5. It's just it's like technology side and gamers side of things right now has just not been friendly to its consumers because retailers have no idea how to stop this. They do not have a way currently. I am, I am, it is proven and it's been proven time and time again that they have zero chance of stopping a bot from just annihilating stock and making sure that consumers can't even acquire what they want. So the problem is, is that this is just one story, okay? This is just a story in the UK. We, you can multiply this story in every region that, the, that these systems have come out in, guaranteed. Because if I could take a $500 system and turn it into a $1,000 payday, and then I can multiply that by 10, 20, 30, 50, 3,500 systems, you know, there's going to be people out there that are going to do it because it's, in, it's easy money. And... Doesn't matter if it's good money. Doesn't matter if it if it hurts people in the long run. It, it, you know they don't care, and so you know companies retailers need to figure something out, and then also these outlets that are letting these people funnel this stuff need to stop. Like eBay, you like eBay for example looks just as bad as the people doing the reselling. Because they're allowing it to happen, and they've blocked this. They've blocked things in the past that they wouldn't allow to, you know, sell because of this. And yet, yet we see this happen time and time again on eBay. It's like you, as far as this goes, you shouldn't, you shouldn't sit there and allow a, a, a some dude to go on eBay and actually make a post that says, "I have fifty of these." It's it's different if someone actually going to sit there and make individual listings for each one of these. But there are people that literally have a stack of boxes as their photo with the number with the, you know, with, hey, I got 50 of them, thousand dollars a pop and just letting it go off. And it's like Sony's back here saying, well, the demand is there and we and we're really happy. Everything's sold. And it's like, right, but not you guys have to start realizing that not everything's selling to the people you want. It's not getting into the hands of the people you want it to get into. And. As much as like these companies are right now too successful to fail and Sony's done a great job and, and Xbox has done a great job, you know, and, and Nintendo's kicking butt. But at the same time, this is it's damaging to your brand when someone sits there and time and time again tries to get a product and can't and finally just says F it. Like I'm a great I'm a prime example that I really wanted a three thousand series NVIDIA card and I just gave up. I'm running a 2000 series card and I haven't even tried again. And I don't know when I will or if I will. It'll probably be one day when I randomly like just check check an online store for parts or whatever. And it happens to be in stock that I might buy it. And that's not going to be for a while because they're still having problems with inventory. And so for me, I just like what has to be done, man? Like stop making it so easy. Like. The demand for these products are so high that you can easily set it up where you have to fill out this form. You have to then wait for this email. You have to verify the email. Like, like you could, you could have, you could have had me jump through 10 step, 10 steps 
to make sure that I locked in my Xbox and my PS5 and I would have done it in a heartbeat without a single complaint, knowing the fact that, A, I got what I wanted, and B, you're doing it so that hopefully a real human being can actually buy what buy this. Yeah, yeah, they got to do it like when Ford uh, made those four GTs, you had to apply to yeah. Ford with a full resume and like write a letter on why you deserve this supercar. And then you had to sign an agreement that you wouldn't sell it for two years. Like, because I mean, it was a super premium car that they were only making 480 of or whatever they did. You could do a similar thing selling a million PlayStations the, the week they come out. You, you have the company, you have the resources, have people apply and more power to them if they want to allocate a certain amount for people that have established PlayStation accounts, i.e. the actual players, and maybe allocate some you know applications for parents that don't have their kids uh, in playing information or you know new players, you know. But I would say set aside some for your loyal fan base and and try and try and get it together that way. Work with your retailers, find a way to make it happen. It's it is ridiculous that these scumbags are slinging these things for fifteen hundred dollars or two two thousand dollars or whatever. It's always bothered me when we worked at Worst Purchase. I worked the PlayStation Three launch, and I personally knew a guy that was there to buy one just to flip it. And I was like, man, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of poor that you like, you're just going to try to make an easy thousand dollars off this thing or whatever you're going to do. Like, I don't know, man, I, I think that should just go to someone who, who wanted it for a more reasonable price. But that that's just me trying to tell you how you should live your life, I guess. But I don't know. I've always found scalping for a ridiculous fee, very scummy. And I'm not even super comfortable with people doing it for, a little bit over like just let people yeah. have the system don't you don't need to profit off other people's fun no like, see, the thing is, oh go ahead i say the thing is i mean yeah yeah we could put we could put the blame on the scalpers but the scalpers wouldn't be scalping if people weren't buying them and the thing is if people would quit buying them people would just be patient and just wait instead of spending a thousand dollars instead of spending that, that six or seven hundred dollars they just wait because they know they're going to be in um you know they know they're going to be restocked but the thing is people are impatient and they want to be the first they want to be at the ground floor to, to to get it and you know be the first ones to to have it and unfortunately they're going to be the ones that, that, that you know they're the ones to kind of I, I hate to say kind of blamed for uh for the predicament that they're in that we're in shall i say well i mean blame sure it's but we live in a society that we want instant gratification we need it right now you could oh you can't afford a 1300 dollars cell phone don't worry you could pay a monthly payment for the next two years like everything is designed to brainwash us into the fact of like i want it now i can have it now like that's the way that they try to push it on you so though it is still the people buying these things and we've and on a smaller scale we've talked about like you know, um, um, what's, how do I want to phrase this? Leading, leading with our, with our money, right? And say, oh, well, we don't like how you're developing this game, EA. We're not going to buy it, right? And creating change within the community, within the industry by, by speaking, uh, you know, with, with our money. And yes, you're right. If no one bought these, that would be the case. But, the, and, and I would, it would be interesting to see how quickly some of these, these scalpers, who bought so many and are and have such an overhead at that point would panic and start to drop the price but at the same time 
like that's that's the world we live in. So like I I can't I don't really blame anybody for wanting a wanting a system. And if they have the extra funds and they don't care about spending a thousand dollars on a five hundred dollar product, that's a world I don't live in, right? But but it is a world that other people have the have the they decide to do so. And so, but it still has to come down to the company that cares about their reputation, the retailer that cares about their reputation. And, and just time and time again, you're creating disappointment. And so, you know, like the extra PS5 that I ended up with, it wasn't, it wasn't planned. It was supposed to be for my wife. She decided she didn't want it right now. So we had an extra PS5. We gave it to somebody that we knew got screwed over in the pre-order game that was trying to get it for their son for the holidays. And we sold it to them at, re- at, little, at retail, you know, down to the penny. And it, like... Could I, I could have turned around and sold that for for a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars easy. I just for me, I don't like. That's not that's not how I make a living, and that's the problem is that we actually have like it's one thing. I still don't like it, but it's one thing if someone bought two, sold one, and it washed out the cost of their other, and that's how they like figured out that they could play PS Five in this generation out the gate because they don't have the money to really just drop. 500 bucks on a system like whatever you're being you're being a little sleazy but you're also just trying to like manipulate the game so that you can enjoy your hobby it's another thing for a guy to get a 50 of them and just sell them and he doesn't he doesn't even play video games they don't even play you know they're not even a gamer um like so people take advantage of us and that That person take advantage of kids you know yeah and that person calls that their business and calls that their livelihood and that's jacked up so for me i just i don't know i look at this and Yes, obviously the the consumer base influences reaction to to what these what these scalpers are going to do. They're going to look at it and say this thing's hot. We know people want it. We're going to buy it. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. But um, Johnny Riot po- posted in in the Twitch chat right now that Sony did it best by requiring a PSN account to be able to get in the online queue to buy one. So now if you're a bot, you have to generate PSN PSN accounts. You know, like add that multi-factor layer at least to at least to make it more difficult. I'm not saying you're gonna hundred percent, you know, make it perfect, but you gotta do better than this. I mean, for for just this UK story alone, for someone to be able to acquire thirty five hundred PS5s and then brag about it, clearly, because we have this information. Brag about that they used bots. They, they like they literally claim they use bots. You know, like that is that is just not acceptable in this day and age. And I know I think about just like what what Butterboy and I do for our day jobs and the amount of layering that we have that we required at work just to log into our email, just to chat via Microsoft Teams. You know, the things that we have to do to authenticate and get in and do that stuff. Like, why is that not being required by these retailers in order to make your purchase? You know, like, make it a little bit difficult for these people to actually try and attempt this. 
And then that way, just maybe more of these systems will actually go into your fa the fan's hand. And then you know what happens? They buy a $500 system. You get accessory sales. You get game sales. You get service sales because they didn't just go spend three times the retail amount some in some cases. And then they can't afford a video game because they just bought a $2,000 PS5. So, I don't know. It's such a it's such a frustrating situation, and and I know too many people right now. I mean, player one Mickey being one of them that wanted something, wanted one of these systems, and couldn't get it. And that like you can I can look in every direction. I don't have to look very far, find time and time again these people that didn't get it because they couldn't sit at their computer for five hours on the launch day with multiple windows open, just clicking refresh, 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 and praying. That I mean, hell, when I got my Xbox, it was it was glitched, man. Like it literally told me I didn't get it, and then I got an email confirmation, and I was like, "Well, we're gonna see where this goes." And thankfully, it processed. But like, I didn't know because it told me out the gate it was I wasn't getting it. So, and the PS5 wasn't any any easier, and the graphics cards I didn't get. I lost out on that one completely. And so, I mean, and that all happened in the span of like three, like as far as pre-orders went, that was like three weeks, all of that. <clears throat> so I don't know. And now we're seeing, like they said, a little bit of the stock coming back to stores here and there, but you, but the bots are already in place. So every time that happens, they're just bought right up. So it's, uh, it's super frustrating and this is this these articles coming out here are just damning of of retailers and and you know and then like as far as xbox and sony go like they can't they can't control that right like they, they have no control over that once once that product's there it, it is what it is but what what i would like to see more out of the out of the manufacturer is if they see a company fumble horribly like this there needs to be there needs to be like accountability They're like hey we have major reports coming that that you had no two-factor authentication that you had nothing in place to protect your buyers from being able to get this product you know um we're not gonna get we're gonna we're gonna allocate higher numbers to other companies now until you can prove that you can handle this and i know it's not like like no one wants to be the bad guy here, but like if you're Sony, like do, like your systems are gonna sell. You could have kept a hundred percent of your inventory and sold it all from Sony Sony your own website, and they all would have sold. So like, how important like how important is it that Best Buy has your product if Best Buy can't handle it? You know, like because that that's how I look at it. If someone's not going to handle my product the way that I feel it should be handled, then there should be some sort of repercussion in place, a warning, a strike system, re reduction, reduction of, of allocated systems, things like that need to happen from the retail side. You guys just need to get your shit together and actually invest some money into proper, you know, um, multi-factor authentication and just features that are going to finally make online shopping less stressful because that's the thing right online shopping happened and was born because i don't want to go to the store i just want to be able to go online order something and have it show up and now like there's products that are impossible to even do that with you guys have anything else on this topic
The only thing I could think of is with the looming Microsoft GameStop collaboration partnership, maybe we'll see GameStop being a more authority, authoritative place and reliable place to purchase Microsoft systems. And we can hope that maybe something that will come come away for PlayStation and Nintendo and that could really help that company if they became an authoritative place to for actual gamers to purchase hardware. Yeah. And Johnny Ride saying retailers don't care. They get the sale. It's out the door. They did their job. I mean, to a to an extent, yeah, but retailers do care about attachment rates. And when you have a bot buying up 3,500 systems, there was no attachment to any of those. So your services, your accessories, your game sales, all that stuff is 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 non-existent. And you're just you're just losing, you know, so that that whole margin uh that everyone cares about when you're in retail is just being destroyed by bots. They ain't not making by, nothing on those yeah, systems. Not by your employees not doing your job, not by not by true true, you know, true um customers just saying I don't want any of your product. It's the fact that a robot came in, bought the one product that matters and got out. And so, I mean, when you look at it that way, like, you know, retail shops do care to some extent. But, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is that they want to sell their product. But, but again, as a retail company, products like this, they're going to sell. So putting in a little bit more of, a, of steps to make, make you know, these, these scalpers work, it's not going to hurt your bottom line. I hate to put Like, it's just not. Not when it's the hottest items of the year during the holiday, like we always are used to. We're always used to these systems dropping every five to seven years, right around this time. Never going to have a worry worry in the world about them selling. So, all right. Topic number three, Fortnite is getting in-game video chat. Launching first on PC and PlayStation. So soon you'll be able to see your friends while you play Fortnite together. Epic is adding a new video chat feature to the Battle Royale game where players can see live feeds of their friends inside the game. It's launching today. Uh, Well, actually, technically, it's already launched. Let's put it that way. And the feature will only be available for now on PC, PS4, and PS5. The feature is powered by House Party, which is a chat app that Epic acquired a year ago, and um, which House Party is already powering Fortnite's cross-platform voice chat since last September. And in order to utilize it, you'll need to link your Epic and your House Party accounts. After that's done, you can enable a Fortnite mode in the app. When this happens, you can create a party of friends, and their live feeds will be displayed on the left-hand side of the screen as you play the game. You can create a party of up to 10 people in the app, uh, though only four will appear in Fortnite. This means you'll need a few pieces of hardware to make this all work. And this is where it gets a little clunky, but the technology is still cool. In addition to a PC or PlayStation for the game itself, you will also need to have a house party running on an iOS or Android device to serve as your camera. It may sound a bit clunky, but Epic says house party users are already doing it, and this is simply an attempt to streamline the process. So, it's this sounds really cool. Um, if you haven't seen the video, you know you, you get to see like now you have this little like bar on the side, so like just shrink your game down a little bit, add a bar on the side, and then you have four like thumbnails of your friends, you and your you and your three friends. 
And so the reason why I thought this was interesting is because we come from Mixer, you know, uh, the platform Mixer before they shut down where multicasting was easy and being able to throw, you know, have have a four four person party like that on a stream was easy. And now you go over to Twitch and they've they've reserved that only for partnered streamers and even partnered streamers don't really utilize it. Yeah, here we go into Fortnite where you're not going to need to be a partner. You're not going to even have to worry about what streaming platform you're on. You're not even going to have to worry about what capture software you use. You're going to do it all in-game. And that I could see as far as a social aspect in this pandemic, in this world that's been more closed off than ever before, is a huge deal uh, that how will this integrate into future products? Epic alone knowing that Psyonic is, is owned by Epic, uh, they're going to have access to House Party, and they may already be leveraging it in, different, in certain ways that we don't know. But, but overall, we're, how is this going to change gaming where could we start to have party, party software built into the game? Fortnite obviously being this... Um, making a lot of sense, right? Because Fortnite's steady shift from a third-person shooter to a full-on social space. That we've been hearing about, obviously, and seeing these concerts and these other things have been going on, and how they've talked about the evolution of Fortnite and how it's going to change. Um, so here we go, yet another way for people to hang out, have fun, and enjoy whatever they're doing. Because you don't have to play battle royale; you can go into creative mode, and we all know all the crazy things that have been created and all the fun modes you can play. You're going to be able to have your party in there. You're going to be able to have your party in these special events that are hitting and just be able to go in in the next concert or, or this next major event that's about to happen and, and enjoy it together as a team. And that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I think, I think it's a really neat idea. I personally don't like, I mean, there's no way around it, but I don't like the cell phone addition piece to it. Like, I don't want to have to figure out how to like, mount my phone somewhere in my setup when I have a nice camera. I was kind of hoping if this was an app you could add to your PC as well and just use like a webcam through your PC, which could be something that happens here eventually. But right now you're limited to an iOS or Android device being your camera for the house party app. So let's go to our Fortnite expert, the lover of all things Fortnite. Player one, Miggy, what are your thoughts on this? It seems like Something that you might actually uh, give a try and have some fun with on on stream. I don't know. I don't know I, I'm on console. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I'm on console, so I mean, I don't know. The only th the main thing I could think about with seeing this is I, I feel like the FBI is going to be working overtime if you catch my drift. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. This doesn't this doesn't interest me. I mean, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. Um, still going through the Discord route. I mean, I would if if I were to test it out and to try this feature out, it would be it would be with you boys. You know, that's that's why I would, I would want to test it out that so I can you know give the feedback for you the people. But other than that, using it something on the regular, I don't see it something that I would use at all. Well, let me paint. I, let me, I don't. <laughs> let me paint it this way. All right, paint, paint. You have this feature integrated. Like we're we're content creators, we're streamers. So you right, have right, this right. you have this integrated where you can use it in stream. You got four people on the side of your screen. They're playing photo a phasmophobia. Now everyone gets to see everyone's reaction every time there's a jump scare, not just you. 
They don't have to have four tabs open anymore to see everybody's face. They don't have to worry about some weird multi-twitch streaming URL that they have to jump to to see everybody, you know, to see everybody's reaction. Instead, they can watch your gameplay because you're the content creator that they want to watch. Yet they can watch everybody in the party react as you scream like a little girl. You know, they can watch me laugh at you or or also scream because you screamed and, and scared me to death, too. You know, like it's that <laughs> idea that I think is very interesting. And it's one reason why I liked Mixer when we would do things like this and be able to mash it all together sometimes when you were playing certain games that when you had th- two, three, four people involved, being able to share the overall experience made your stream better. It made the content you know, more enjoyable. And so that's how I look at it from Fortnite is that we have a major, a major event coming up here in, in just about a week, little over a week. And we are going to like, imagine being able to have a full squad, but have all their reactions as it happens live. You know, it's, it's stuff like that, that, you know, even if Deadite wants to laugh about it because he's not a Fortnite fan, I was only laughing at Calendar Man over here, knowing yeah. when things were happening. Calendar Man, yeah. Oh, gotta, Calendar be in the Man. gotta be in the pre-show. Yeah. I thought about that too. <laughs> so, no, I, mean, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, like the advancement in technology, and all because Fortnite's not a game I play, doesn't mean that as soon as this comes to Rocket League, that I don't think it'd be cool that I'm in your stream, you're streaming Rocket League, and you're seeing your, both of our faces getting hyped about goals. Like, yeah. The the but, future it's it's a future for streaming it's a future for communication through gaming and I think it's great. I could take it one step out of streaming too for all these people that that don't aren't content creators that maybe could use it is I'm a huge Gears of War fan. I know that you're playing Gears of War for the first time. Wrong. How cool would it, how cool would it be for <laughs> me? How cool would it be for me? To sit there as you're about to enter into a major cutscene that I know what's going to happen, but you don't. And I actually get to see your reaction. Because you're not a content creator, so I can't watch it. We're not in the same house, you know? You would have saw me maybe tear up a little bit playing Gears of War 2. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, I just think of things like that that'd be really cool um, as as, as far as that goes. So... I think it's a, it's some cool technology, and I think it's going to push the envelope to how social gaming is uh, utilized in in a lot of these multiplayer competitive um, forms here yeah, here in I, the next couple of years. Yeah, and I, I I guess I guess seeing it just as the um the Fortnite aspect of it is what kind of like I don't know, threw me off, but when you went and went back to the Twitch, I mean not Twitch, but the Mixer side of it, yeah. Yeah, I can see, you know, I, I can I can see it that way. And it would be, it'd be pretty cool to, if we could go back to, you know, back to those days. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, so anyways, this is available for you to try out again. If you have, an, if you, if you have a PS4, PS5, or PC and you play Fortnite right now, then you can tie your Epic account and your House Party app account together and you can actually have video chat in-game without worrying about what your capture software is, what platform you're on. None of that matters. It's all done right in the game. So that's pretty wild. And then again, kind of shows Epic flexing how they're evolving in-game capabilities with, with within video games right now because no one else is doing this. You know, you want to do this type of stuff? I mean, yes, you can do voice chats, you know, on a lot of these platforms and in-game and stuff like that, but... 
video chat like this isn't isn't something that we've ever seen inside a video game and if we have it didn't it never really was successful because it never lasted yeah just might want to check with your local uh with you with your with your uh fbi guy that's sitting in the white in that in that mysterious van across the street just make sure what you can and can't do before you well i mean i think the you know the one thing i think about this is terrible the one thing that i think about is um the xbox 360 when uno dropped and when uno dropped they added they added video functionality in in the in the xbox camera was was yep. was brand new and let's just say there were a lot of things on screen that that you just you didn't want to ever see were they and, wieners? Yes. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I said cool. The only Uno that matters. So, I mean, you know, that's the one time that, that like, I, I remember that. I guess the advantage here is that you're not going into an open lobby of randoms. You're you're building a party of, like, people that hopefully you trust. And if you don't, then that's on you. <laughs> as far as who you let into your party. <laughs> Butterboy 1v1 me. Master Puppet saying some people might want to see that. You right, you right, you right, you right. I'm only looking at it from one one side of things. So little yeah. something for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Draw hashtag four. Hashtag Butterbulge. Oh man. Oh, anyways, I, <laughs> anyways, I'm thinking with the event coming up here. Um, I'm thinking that this might be something I mess around with, and uh, just see if we have we can have some fun with it. All right, that's our that's our news topics, guys. That's that's the attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit gameslittlemedia.com. You can read the blogs, you can watch the videos, you can listen to the other podcasts, you can just enjoy all the content that we are making here at Games Little Media. It's time to slide right in. Yep. For gaming moment of the week, it's the Zilla update. And Butterboy, take it away. I am a Butterboy by name only because, in actuality, I am a game completion butter <laughs> beast. Who is this man? <laughs> Ain't no stopping you, boy, now. So last week, wait, I wait, was wait, hold on. Like, you already beat Gears. You already talked about that. Yeah, already beat Gears. Of War 1, but let me tell you what happened with Gears of War 2. What? Thursday, I'm hitting up the glitch like, hey man, you want to play some of this Gears of War? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's get in it. Glitch and I put in five hours Thursday Hold on. night. You, you put in five cons- consecutive hours into a video game? Into you. Gears of War 2. You. With the glitch. He's the, he can vouch. Get in the Discord. Glitch can vouch. It happened. It happened. I mean, so, I guess I could just check your achievements now, right? Yeah, and uh, we're we're texting. Uh, you know, we we wrapped up the session, and we were texting like, "All right, man, same time next week." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it same time next week." And he's like, "Yeah, man, next next Thursday's Thanksgiving. You you want a game on Thanksgiving?" I was like, "No, dude, I don't. That's not gonna happen." And um, he's like, "All right, well, we'll have to figure something out." And I was like, "Yeah, what are you doing Saturday morning?" He's like, "Man, I got I got like somewhere to be at noon, but." If you want to get on at 8 a.m., like we, we can get gears going. I was like, dude, I'll see you at 8 a.m. I had coffee going at 7.45. I was on the sticks at 8. 
And then Glitch and I wrapped up Gears of War 2 right then and there. Two sessions over three days, plowed through Gears of War 2, and guess what? Tomorrow night, Gears of War 3 starts. Nice. Now, who do you have running with Gears 3? Do you have full squad? Because that's your four-player squad. Yeah, four squad. We got the Glitch in. Uh, we got our man Five Mile Rick and Testonomics all agreed to, to party up for the, for the nice. four-person game. Uh, we're, get, we're getting it going tomorrow evening and seeing how quick we can get through Gears 3. Um, but, man, I'm, you'll have the original I'm a, I'm a Gears guy now. Yeah, well, okay. So, and you like, how'd you think of, what'd you think of the second one? Arguably, so, a lot of people say is the best. Yeah, so I, I thought the first game encapsulated a, a really great pacing and establishment for the world and the characters. Like, I love that it just felt like a quick, you're 48 hours of these people's lives going through hell. This game, though it was similar in that, but it, it felt a little more disjointed. It didn't feel as consecutive, but the diversity and the environments in that game were much more, um, everything was turned up a little bit higher from, uh, you know, the intensity of what it was in the first game. And I, I loved the situations and environments that they were in to tell the story. And they did deepen the, the characters in the story, gave you a little more background and teased a little bit more for the next game. Uh, and story wise, it definitely was a superior game. I could understand why some people say it's their favorite um it, it definitely left me ready for more and want more the gameplay was uh basically the same actual mechanically as the first game they added a few things that i almost never used but you know had a great time playing through it and ready to keep moving on uh on gears nice now the big question i have is if you've already locked it down that's fine but do i get to lock down gears 5 with you yes Okay. Here's a five lockdown. You yeah, because I like it. I like that we got the these are games of media members and and close friends that are that are helping you get through these games. I like I like that they're getting you through these games and and but when you get to like and I mean if, even four I would be interested in rerunning four because it's been a while. But five is where I really would like I want to jump in and that's because a I really want to play five again. But I want to but I would like to play five with like a. Um, like someone like you or like Super Lars. Super Lars, unfortunately, is way behind you. He's sitting at the at one still, and we're supposed to be get, we're supposed to be getting some one in this week. So you know, I don't think we're gonna be able to do what what you have accomplished in such a small time. Because clearly, by changing your name, we have altered your DNA. And Butterbeast. you you Butterbeast. are just yeah, you are just a a game completionist and a speedrunner yeah. at this point. Yeah, pretty quick. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, but I would be interested in, in calling dibs on Gears 5 uh, to to jump in and enjoy that one with you. Man, lock me in for Gears Judgment. Dude, yeah, you, 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 I'm you gonna have play Judgment. <laughs> Everyone's saying they don't like Judgment. At this point, I'm having so much fun with Gears. Yeah, I think probably after yeah. 5, I'll go back and play Judgment. Everyone says like it's it. fine. It's just not as good as the rest of the games. So that's okay, because if it's yeah. not as good as the rest of the games, I'm still probably going to have enough fun playing it. Super Lars is hanging out here, and he says, "I'm still on Gear Zero. I should morph into Cheese Boy." But he's thinking he change his name and 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 try to see if it gives him the same success. It's not it's, a bad it's idea. It's not a bad idea. Clearly, this is we, working for for Butterboy here. We could be Dairy Bros, the cheese Butterboy and Cheese Boy, <laughs> yes. Cheese Champ. What about Cheese Champ? That sounds pretty good. Oh, that or you or if you fail, you be the Cheese Chump. 
Things Ooh, to consider. Look at I'm you. I'm a branding genius. Branding, branding genius. genius. Yeah. No one If you're a content creator and you need help with your with your identity, look yeah. no further than Butterboy. Indeed. Your community could be the cheese curds. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> if someone sucks, you call them a cheese turd and kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Player one, Miggy. How, how gaming moment of the week? Well, well, quick update for for our main man, the Butter Boy. I completed, I completed Last of Us uh, last week uh, along with the DLC. Um, it was really cool. It was really cool. It, it, I played it like I have never played that game before. Like the ending for the main game, like hit me in the gut. Like I just sat there, like just like all in, and I forgot how gutter Joel gets comes towards the end. Like something mm-hmm. snaps in him, and it's like. Oh, something snaps. I don't want to get too too deep into it because I, I still want to work through two and uh you know we got something special planned. But um it was it was it was a lot of fun. Then going through the Left Behind DLC, it was it was okay. I mean it was a nice little background story. Um I enjoyed enjoyed playing it, but I kind of wanted just maybe just a smidge more from it. But um I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But um after feeling hollow from playing that, I jumped into Katana Zero. Oh, My nice. God. My God, Katana Zero. My God, like that game is amazing. Like the things you can do. I mean, with just like, I love how it doesn't waste time. Like when you die, rewinds, put you right back in the, at the beginning, you go through, you go for it and it's hard, but the only person to blame is yourself. Like when you fail, but you learn from you, you learn from it. So I'm pulling off moves like where I were like, okay, I get into a spot. There's a knife on the ground. There's guys on the opposite side, and then if somebody's gonna bust in the door as soon as I, as soon as I, um, you know, uh, start fighting. So I was like, I had to plot it out. So okay, drop down, grab the knife, throw it at the guy, roll backwards, slice the guy. Other guy comes in with a shotgun, do a roll, slow down time, slice, and then like jump up the wall, slice the guy up here, and then you're out. And then when they replays it, everything is smooth, even though you slow down time. I love it. I think I'm close to. I think I have two days left in the game before I finish it and like the one part where the SWAT team comes in I was like there was no way I was like there's no way around this there's no way around this and I had to like slow it down roll dash zip it was so cool so yeah yeah that's one of that's it's 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 amazing I can't wait to play uh some more games of that caliber Katana Zero is such a cool game I, I played it back at PAX and was like ex- super excited i was bummed like when i played it at pax i was like this is awesome when does it come out and they're like oh like next year and i was like no i have to wait so then anyways i kind of like because i had to wait i kind of forgot about it it comes out on game pass right so that's awesome so the the thing that the thing that i really like you've you've already hit on the mechanics of the fighting and how much fun it is but mm-hmm. I also really like the fun aspect of the game, just the goofy aspect of like you think about the beginning of the game when you walk into the, like that first building and you're talking to the receptionist. Yeah. And like based <laughs> off of how you interact with that receptionist, she either like she either like befriends you or doesn't. So after you go through this whole building and like murder a million people, when you're leaving, <laughs> the cops show up and she goes, Oh, he's just a cosplayer. He's cool. Like, don't worry about it. Or if you were dick to her in the beginning, she goes, Yeah, that's the guy that just killed everybody upstairs, and then you have a whole nother extra fight you have to do. So like it's it's just it's uh Yeah, it's a fun it's a fun game for sure. If you haven't checked it out, Katana Zero is totally worth uh playing. Game pass. Game pass. Game pass, that's right. Um, my gaming moment of the week. I don't beat games anymore. Like that's your guys' job now. Clearly, I've, we've uh, we we let we let that 
for Butterboy Player One Miggy. Um, but I did start playing a game that was a brand new franchise uh, with someone that I have not been able to game a ton with, but I but I do enjoy them hanging out on, in my stream. I got to play Godfall with Super Lars. Ooh. And so Godfall, being a new game that came out with the PS5, it's also available on PC, is is really like your next gen game. Like it's you know, it's supposed to show off some of the ability of the PS5. And so that's what we bought it on. We bought it on the PS5 so that we could see what the DualSense controller was all about with it. We could see what the system could do as far as pushing frame rates and particle effects and ray tracing and all that jazz. The game is gorgeous and it's fun, man. Like the the fighting is weird, but in like a good way. Kind of like I guess like I kind of keep falling back to how, how like Gears of War is weird, but once you get used to it, it's really enjoyable. That's what this feels like to me. And so the mechanics have been fun. The looting has been just insane. Insane. Like we we played for like three four hours. And we got to kind of work through like like part of a world, like part of one area that you could keep going back to and expanding bigger and more and more and more. But we just played through like one major story arc and then some side some side missions. And we came back with so much loot that I spent probably 30, 45 minutes just going through and seeing what I wanted and what I didn't want. And then what I wanted to equip on one character versus another character. And... The game can be grindy, like you, I can clearly tell that there's going to be some some of that. With, but as far as a looter goes, I feel like any type of looter you play, Destiny, Division, Borderlands, whatever, you you run into that at some point during those games. So as long as you're expecting that, I don't think there's any problem with it. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was really bummed because we waited till the last day before Super Lars had to travel for work, and so now I have to wait all week before he gets back and we can play some more Godfall. So, Ooh, super yeah. last work. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Godfall. I, I actually, if you're looking for a new looter and this is a slasher looter, um, I'd check it out for sure. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, you could play it on PC if you don't have a PS5. So if you have a PS5, there's only like three other things to play. So you might as well play Godfall. <laughs> Everybody's busy playing bug snacks. So it's all good. It's all good. Butt snacks. I mean, that's pretty much what it should be called. Bug snacks. Playing that game, butt snacks. Uh, but, <laughs> but with all of that, that just said with Godfall, which was a really good time, I will also say that I want to give a huge shout out to the community because another huge moment is we hit. I hit 2.5 thousand, 2.5 K. I can say it. 2,500 followers uh, on my on my channel. So that was uh, it was a big moment that happened just the other night, and we had you know had a celebration. It was a lot of fun, and it just it just keeps like I don't know. I don't I don't want to use the word surprising me. It, it just like I still just can't believe it. it doesn't that it keeps growing and people keep following the channel and, and, and enjoying the content and just enjoying spending time with myself and, and the other members of the community that I try to integrate into the stream very often. So um, thank you everybody. And obviously that was a, a huge moment for me this week. And I look forward to the next milestone that we get to celebrate. All right. 
That was our attack on the news, or attack on the news. That was our episode, which included the news. Um, episode 337 of the Games Little Podcast. And one more time, Butterboy would really like to uh, thank our patrons. That's right. Thank you to our patrons, our supporter at patreon.com slash Media for supporting a podcast that is informative and fun. That's right. And fun. Don't listen to other nerds on the internet being boring and talking about video games. Hang out, listen, and support the GameZilla podcast. Start your patronage as low as just $1 per month, $5 a month. That's the exclusive content level. If you're just getting here now on Twitch and you didn't hear me say it earlier, that's what you need to do. Go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and start your patronage today. Yeah. And then remember, you can listen to all the shows, Noiseling Arcade, Last Action Podcast, Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, watch the YouTube, hang out with the streamers, uh, read the blog. All that's available at gameslowmedia.com. You can get the links to all the streamers. You can get the you know find the links to YouTube. Obviously, you can listen to all the shows right there or hop over to your favorite podcast platform and look us up there. Hit that five stars. Hit that heart emoji. Leave us a review. All that helps so much grow this community. Um, and of course, we're here live every Monday night on twitch.tv slash gameslowmedia doing this show live with you in the chat. You can help influence this podcast every week if you come hang out. So we appreciate you all. Thank you to all of our patrons. And that, that about wraps it up. I, I don't have any extra announcements, anything you guys need to uh, need to say. Any of you quitting this week or changing your identity or anything like that? Um, right before I quit. Uh... <laughs> you got fired earlier today, so I don't think you can quit, but... Get... <laughs> <laughs> but um we did uh uh speaking of uh of the community uh we did come to the end of our community playthrough of earthbound uh in the uh games of the media chat uh featured by uh legend of retro boys um and we're just waiting on the high community uh, high community the high council <laughs> to uh select uh our next game I'm, I'm hoping it's gonna be star ocean i'm hoping for star ocean Ooh, star um, ocean's a good one yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, get in the Discord, uh, jump in our community play channel, and uh, you can cast your vote um, for what the next game that we're going to play uh, play shall be. Um, it's a pinned comment in there. So, yeah, check us out. Jump in the Discord and uh, join us. Rapid fire session that I... Uh, oh, I did. I broke it at the very end. Oh! I broke it at the very oh! end. Oh! Butterboy. Oh, it's better than last week still. Butterboy. On a uh, ten-point scale, Fudgy Kruger, your tasty drink you got to enjoy during the show. What's the where's the rating at? You and I would both consider CEO Stout probably both of our favorite beers a ten. We'll just it's it's the beer we like the most. Absolutely. This one's an eight. It's really similar. It's up there. It's real. It's yeah. flavorful and good. It's got the sweetness of the fudge. Um. I enjoy it. I would I would absolutely buy it again. Fantastic. There you have it. Mini, mini beer review at, at the tail end by Butterboy. Mm. All right, everybody. I ruined the streak. We thought we were going to be able to go episode two, go clean. And I just, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to let go of, of our good friend that, that we once knew as, uh, as DK. And, and now we're going to move on. BB, I'm sorry. I ruined it. But BB, don't this call is, me BB. BB, <laughs> BB, it's okay, baby. Listen, listen, BB. I got you. No, I got you, no. BB. 
Anyways, like, like, like Death Stranding, uh, BB. Yeah, BB, I got you, baby. Man, double, um, double B. <laughs> anyways, thank you for tuning in for episode three hundred and thirty-seven of the Games Little Podcast. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Happy Thanksgiving and butter your roll. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>